Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Trophy Husbands podcast. Make sure you look us up on Instagram at Trophy Husbands Pod and be sure to send in your recommendations and your requests for our Trophyist Husband competition. Enjoy the episode. kicked the other two off the podcast for good, um, because they keep saying Baba Ganoush at the beginning of episodes. I, I heard something. I heard something at a party we were at. Well, by this time, this party will have happened weeks ago. But We were still at it. That's true. That's true. That doesn't change. So, uh, your, your, um, Kristen's, Kristen's sister came up to James and I and said, you two are the same person, but different fonts. <laughs> and James is like the hipster font, and I don't know what font I am. You're also kind of the hipster. You came to a party wearing corduroy pants. Don't call uh, yourself not a hipster. But they were streetwear. They were streetwear. Street they had zipper pockets, James. Yeah. And a built-in buckle belt. What do you call those? I don't know. Like what do you uh, call those things? Are those just buckles? Yeah, I think they're buckles. like the, the, the specific, you know, the classic Plastic ones. buckles. Clasps. I thought there was a name for it. Like how zippers have a name. Yeah. You know, I thought, yeah, they're called zippers. Oh. Like, you not you don't call them pant <laughs> fasteners. <laughs> Anyways, I was wearing streetwear corduroys. Excuse me. It's still pretty hipster. If we start a, if we start a Patreon. Sam is the hype beast font. Do we give us <laughs> If we start a Patreon, do we have to give gifts? Mm. I don't know. Is that a, a we should, we should have merch. Because we could sell what if we homemade Baba Ganoush. <laughs> that sounds like a horrible idea. None of us have ever paid Baba <laughs> you You've killed the Patreon idea before. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've brought up Patreon again in the intro, which we were going to specifically cut out so we weren't including the discussion oh. on starting a Patreon <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> so so here's a, just, just to recap, here's what we've got so far. Baba Ganoush... <laughs> The buckle discussion <laughs> and bringing Patreon up again. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, they said that we were the same person but different fonts. I really like that. I'm gonna I, start telling people that. I think yeah, that's it's great. But like James is that was Isabel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but she like stole that off the internet. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like I'm very I'm very white. Ukrainian French and James is You're Ukrainian? Yeah. Right? Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. You're just you've always just been French. But well, <laughs> and then like... recently no no no. And then recently he starts talking about how he's Ukrainian and how he makes pierogies are you, and are you virtuous virtue signaling? Is that what's happening? Virtuously? <laughs> Am I living vicariously through the Ukrainian <laughs> war? Okay. No, no, I, I am, yes, yeah. Um, I don't believe it, honestly. I don't believe it. <laughs> if you made me pierogies, I would be mad about it. I'd be mad. That's cultural appropriation. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'd be great. But, yeah. Anyways. Segway. Segway. <laughs> so, 
last week we were talking about the downfall of society. And now we're kind of on the same trend this week, where we talk about... Spot of sunshine this podcast. Yeah, I know, right? We're talking about how to create a 72-hour emergency kit today. (laughs) I love that idea, but that is not... The idea. Of this. I'm using your t- your recommendations about uh, debating. <laughs> um, I hear you. I hear your words, but that is a terrible idea. <laughs> I think you missed the point of my debate discussion. <laughs> I hear you. That's a good idea. Also, it will be excluded from the rest of this discussion <laughs> now. So, so what we're talking about today is like uh, human innovation. And have we reached a point where we have innovated too much or there is too much creation going on? Never should have gone past the wheel. That's my <laughs> that's my take. I think that's a great take. I'm all about it. Mm. If all we had was the wheel, think about this. Nothing no really zippers. Yeah. No zippers. No nuclear bombs. No corduroy pants. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> yeah. What's... That's true. No nuclear bombs, though. That's a big thing. That was like a point, I think, historically, where people were like, shit, like, innovation is kind of messed up. Like, we've instantaneously killed millions of people. It's pretty messed up. Like, in a second. So here's my theory about innovation. I haven't thought about it much beyond this one very limited subcategory of innovation. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, digital technology peaked in the early 90s you would think that <clears throat> why do you say that this is why this is why i said not because i'm a hipster who wants to go back to the cd roms no definitely not that can't, <laughs> that, that can't be why <laughs> although my dad used to burn cds on windows media player and that was cool that was a cool thing anyway <laughs> i think after that technology became Sorry, prior to that, technology was a tool. Mm-hmm. A tool, by nef- definition, is something that you use mm-hmm. when you need it to accomplish a purpose. Like ending a, a war. <laughs> what? He's saying the nuclear uh, is just a, a war-ending tool, nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, mean, well, I think by that definition, a nuclear bomb is a tool. And I... Yeah. And, yeah. and it, nuclear energy... Mm. is not a bad thing it's dangerous but it has a lot of it has a lot of potential so mm-hmm. technology like software software anyway i would say is no longer being used as a tool in most cases mm. i say this having formerly worked for a software company that i still mm. believe in 100 percent. but mm. you promo them almost every episode i really do <laughs> Um, what, were, what were they again? What are they uh, called? Uh, like mirror, um, mirror painting. Um, <laughs> mirror no, painting. no, no. It wasn't That's mirror it. painting. Mirror painting. I think it was ice, ice painting. Ice, ice, ice painting. picture. Ice, ice, ice picture. picture. So when I worked for Ice Picture, <laughs> we sold software. That was, I think, genuinely a tool. <laughs> um, specifically, to crap on social media, I think it is no longer being used as a tool. And I think that it stopped being used as a tool after like the mid-90s. I think some people use it as a tool. I think that's true. I think it can be used as a tool, but I think, the, yes. like, the, and this is why I'm such a huge Apple fan, 
is because when Apple sells, what, what Apple really sells is hardware. They don't really sell software. They make software mm. that's compatible with their hardware, but it's not about selling software, which means really it's not about selling attention because software isn't something that you can physically hold. It's, it's only like use is that it engages our attention. Right. And so if you really want to sell software, you have to like figure out ways to capture people's attention. Whereas Apple is only selling, or not only, for the most part, Apple selling hardware, which means that they can actually invest money in their software to make you want to use their products less mm. without cutting their bottom line. Now, you <clears> were <throat> talking about trashing social media, and I kind of want to go down that alley a bit <laughs> because I, I hate, I hate social media. Like, like here we are using a social media platform. Is Spotify a social media platform? It's not. Kind of. I don't think. I don't think so. And it is I mean, social to, to media by definition. The, okay, sure. I'd, I'd say the podcasting side of it. Okay, has some. Okay, fair enough. Um, it's a very useful form of social media. Yeah. Yes, definitely yes. one of the less toxic ones. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I think social media has has can be used as a tool for business purposes, but I think more often than not, and I totally intend this play here. Um, people have become tools themselves to social media. <laughs> um, like people, people are just like tools now. Like, like by the, like the insult version of tools. <laughs> like, they're, they're just like tools. You are stupid. <laughs> like, it's it, like social media is uh, has become like a. Constant attention grabber. Yeah. If you look at what's happened since Vine appeared on the scene, oh, Vine nice. Vine was six second six yeah, six second videos um, that were entertaining. They were funny, and then you would watch it and go on to the next one, and then you'd go on to the next one, and you'd just keep watching, and then hours would have passed, and you've just watched six seconds videos. And those were little, sometimes they were dopamine hits because they were funny. But then other times they're just like, oh, this is stupid. I'll just watch the next, next one, hoping it's funny. Mm. And it's just created this lack of attention to what, what's actually happening behind the social media. Like, so, and you see it with Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, TikTok. Like, have you ever heard, um, these, they said, we were briefly living in the information economy no longer living in the information economy we're living in the attention economy yeah where what is primarily being bought and sold on the market is like attention yeah yeah and and, and social media plays on that because of like because of like <clears throat> and you see it clear as day through these six seconds six second videos where like it you have now if you want attention you have to make this appealing video you have to make an appealing commercial uh, as a business because our like attention span has just dropped and is gone. It is interesting to me how absurd people can be on the internet for the sake of getting attention. It's and it works. it works. I watched I watched some of it and and I don't know, some dark twisted part of my soul really enjoys the guy that's just like making Italian food and screaming. Like <laughs> Right. <clears throat> yeah. And so innovation itself I think has taken a turn for the worst. Um, because it has diminished our ability to actually recognize what's going on. 
Did you see that this line from this, the the social dilemma? They said um, the only industries that call their customer base users are illegal drugs and software. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think it counts as innovation if we are cons- if we're actually just regressing? But mm. the definition of innovation isn't productive change it is simply changing something that is established it's so, like okay well, was, was yeah it, that's that that is good so you know, yeah it is exactly what it says it is it's not yeah. that it's good or bad it is simply change there's yeah. a quote i don't remember who it was but it's like what's the point of progress if progress means walking off the edge of a cliff <laughs> yeah or that uh i want to say that c.s lewis was like when a man is walking down the wrong path the most progressive one is the one who like turns around and heads back in the right direction right. yeah mm. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. So how do you redeem innovation? I I love like I don't know what the word for it is like the dumb phone movement thing that's going oh, yeah, on. Yeah, I'm all about it. I, I wish I more of them. Do it. <laughs> almost none of them function in Canada. Uh, well, like the they're dumb phone. So so like I mean you could go buy an old Motorola maybe. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. a flip phone, which is like not practical enough at the things you want it to do. Yeah. I guess. Um, like, but, uh, they're, they're making like these new phones, which will be like, it can call and text and play music maybe, or podcasts. And maybe there's a calculator on it. Like the most utilitarian, you can't get other apps for it. Mm, yeah. It's like a grayscale phone. Like there's no blue light coming wow. out of it. it. It looks like a Kobo on almost. Wow, yeah. But they need like special carriers and stuff. And a lot of them don't work on Canadian networks and things mm, like that. Okay. But I, I love that that's a thing. Yeah. I would love for, okay. Do you guys, this is the, this was the peak. This is the true peak of innovation. Forget the 90s. The Game Boy. <laughs> no, the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> True, right? It's in the name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, when I was maybe 13, I went out to the source in Rockland mm-hmm. and I bought a shiny, flat little thing called the iPod Nano. And it was 7th or 8th gener- generation or something. And you know what's the, the cool thing about it was that all of the apps were circles. Mm. It was like the only Apple product where the instead of square icons, they were circles. Yeah. And you couldn't get apps for it or anything. Um, it had a touch screen with a little home button, yeah. like all the iPods had. But you couldn't get any apps on it. And all you could do with it was like, <clears throat> you could watch movies that you bought on iTunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on like this five inch screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on like a five centimeter screen. <laughs> um, you could listen to music. I think it maybe had a pedometer in it. And I think that was it. Like it was yeah. like so bare bones. I would love for Apple to come out with a phone like that that had those things. The Notes app, which I use mm. constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like Uber. <laughs> you know, like stuff that's useful and then mm. they just locked it. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, this is this is what, this is all yeah. you can put on it. And, and I think like, as I was percolating with this idea of like, okay. have we, have we innovated too much? I like, I think about like the effect of social media on on like on people and just how like it creates this expectation that you need to have a presence mm-hmm. you need you need to to be extravagant with your life it it's like you need to have a presence but never in just one place yes it's like we are expected to almost like bilocate and it's like one of those things that i i've gotten sucked into this and i hate it mm-hmm. i really hate it 
where I'm like in a room or in a conversation, not usually one-on-one, that's still too rude for me, but like in a group where I'll be on my phone. Talking yes. People. And I just yeah. hate it. Yeah. I like, I missed the days where I was on net and it was like 20 minutes of phone a day. So I leave my phone upstairs in my room and when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'm just like 100% mm. present. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think like this, this, this creation of an expectation to be, to be something for other people and to, to, to communicate with other people constantly, I think it's just, is the part where I'm thinking of like, have we innovated too much is, has it created too many expectations for us to bear? Hmm. And we see nowadays, um, like increasingly, we see the presence of uh, mental health issues. Um, and like, if you look at the technology that we have, um, the accessibility of communication, uh, our lives are significantly, like should, but like, if you look at what we have and what we have access to, our lives should be better than our grandparents. It's like it's, that's, there was a famous study under the, I think it was the Nixon presidency in like the 60s or 70s that said, they predicted that by the 80s, the average work week would be 25 hours. Yeah. And the biggest problem in society would be too much leisure. Yes. <laughs> our, lives should, <laughs> our lives should be better than our grandparents' lives. Yet, why are we faced now with all these mental health issues? Hmm. I think it's like, I think a large part of it, like I think a I think a lot of people struggle with anxiety. I've I've struggled with anxiety in high school. I struggled with depression as well. But like the overload of information, the overload of products, I think has created just uh, sensory overload right. almost. Mm. It's like the uh, yeah, we have access to all of the information in the world all the time. Like. Mm-hmm. Your phone has more processing power than the computers that put a man on the moon. Yeah, which is insane. Um, so yeah, we have we have access to everything all the time, and when you throw in like confirmation bias mm-hmm. on top of that, which is like confirmation bias is like um, if you believe a point, uh, you are biased towards information that proves a point or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all to say, if you have access to everything in the world, you can find support for any opinion no matter how crazy it is you can find something out there that backs you up i heard there are these guys on a podcast talking about how like tamagotchis were the fathers of the sexual revolution which is absolutely true yeah, yeah you could find statistics yeah. statistical like information about that Head, headmaster tamagotchi headmaster tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah like <laughs> i like it's yeah it's an interesting I don't like I, I try to do academic research on this topic there's nothing you cannot there's find nothing there's nothing on like uh, the, the the type of like sensory overload that I'm talking about oh okay on in academic sources right. there's nothing talking about that there's there's talk about um, like there's recent talk about why COVID created kind of a whole branch of mental mm-hmm. health issues. Right. But there's nothing talking about like, 
us as a culture and society and like our endless need to produce mm-hmm. things. And I don't, I'm not saying that producing things is bad. I think that we yeah. do need to innovate. Well, I think I've like, this Genesis, like have dominion over the earth and subdue it. You know, like I think I was reading this great book. It's called garden city by John Comer. And, um, one of the kind of like premises behind that book was he was like, when like Genesis and Revelation both both take place in a garden. So mm. there's like Adam and Eve are created in a garden, and then at the end it's a garden city. And he kind of points out like when Adam and Eve were put into the garden, it was this wild, untamed place, beautiful, perfect, but wild. Mm. And when he said like have dominion over and subdue the earth, like what God was essentially saying to them was like create culture out of this like mm-hmm. turn this into a city you know what i mean and then we end in revelation with like the garden city and um he has a really cool he's like this is a not theological just like personal opinion but he's like i think um in like the new heaven and the new earth like we will have all of the greatest things about human culture mm-hmm. um in their perfection so he is like i could see myself in heaven like you know on a jet drinking a flat white listening to a podcast or like I don't know, a Coldplay or whatever you know what I mean? like he's like, <laughs> 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 and he's like he's like I could I could see that because like that that was the point it's like there's there's actually a, a genuine goodness in in like our god is a creator god we are made in the image of this creator god so creativity is is in us so I don't even think it's is it is it a question of like have we innovated too much or have we innovated in the wrong direction? I think it's definitely that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's you bring up a fair point. Yeah. You know what my favorite saying is, not my favorite, but I love the phrase like "touch grass." <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I, I've never heard it. You've like, never heard that? No. I love it's, it. I love it too. It's just like it's when someone online is just like way too deep into some shit that doesn't matter and it's just like it's just a thing you, know, you just find it in the comments like touch grass nerd or like something like that like, go outside and just feel the grass <laughs> I love it so much and it's just like I um, I think especially on times when I'm like overloaded like that like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do is go outside um, mm-hmm. and like no headphones yeah. on and just like, like, let my senses be engaged with something. I feel like you have maybe talked with me about this, maybe. but like by things that are, like, the phrase that that's kind of it's like perfectly stimulating, like mm. the exact right amount of stimulation that I am made for. It was. It's like um, I was reading. I read an article about this. I can't remember what it was called, but there's like a part. Of, there's a part of our brain that is engaged that like actually needs to be engaged like it's healthy mm-hmm. um but like blue light social media it, it engages that part of our brain like on in a hyperactive level yeah but literally looking at a house plant engages your brain at the perfect level yeah. <laughs> and you know like like just seeing nature like smelling hearing just yeah. hearing just the sounds around you like I love going for a walk and just running my hand over everything, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, like a bench, a yeah. tree, a fence, and just like feeling the different textures and like like a natural level of stimulation. Yeah, right. is very is very grounding and just like touch grass, like you know. Yeah, like just... you, you were talking about anxiety 
Like anxiety yeah. is really concerned with not the present. Yes. You know, like, yeah. and, and I feel like if there's a form of anxiety that I experience most often, it's like past anxiety. You know mm. what I mean? Like, did I do something that I shouldn't have? Yeah. Was I stupid? And, and there's probably a wound there around like getting in trouble. I, I think that there is something there for me, but it's like, it's either like a preoccupation with the past or a preoccupation with the future. Mm. Um, and that's, that's why like one of the most common remedies for anxiety, like one of the things that, that like mm. you'll read on online is like, grounding you know what i mean yeah. so it's like what is what are the objects in this room like yeah. what does what do you feel with your hands it's yeah. just like just grounding yourself to like what is happening in the present moment yeah i think the okay so a lot a lot of people nowadays the new the new trend the new kick is um <laughs> Be real. <laughs> it's be real. Oh yeah, be real. I love it. The whole. Okay, I'm gonna trash on it. I'll be honest. I will trash on be real. Right. So the whole premise of be real is, any time of the day you get a notification, and right then and there you have to take a picture, double sided, of what you are doing, and you post it online with a caption, and people can see it. They can like. They can comment, and all that. How not real. And not in the moment are you being, if you are taking, if you are like doing something, you get a notification on your phone and you're like, oh, I need to take a picture of this. Right. Instead of living the thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. I, still, I, I think it's not, it's not be, being real at all. It's, it's, it's not. I understand and agree with your point. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I can see how it's fun. I, yeah, I just trash on it. There's this great scene in the movie The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which mm. is a great movie. Yes, and, fantastic. And the whole the whole like premise of the movie is he's like he loses this photo that's supposed to go on the the final cover of um, Life magazine, and so he's like traveling the world trying to find the photographer to, to find this photo and um, not to like give it a, give it away too much. I am going to give it away. I'm sorry. It's been out for like 15 years. years. Anyway, um, he finally finds the photographer. And when he finds the photographer, he has his camera set up and he's about to like photograph this extremely rare snow Mm -hmm. leopard. Mm -hmm. And he's like sitting there and he's got like the perfect shot lined up and he doesn't take it. Mm. And, um, and the like Ben Stiller, uh, the, who's playing the main character just asks like why why did you do that and the guy was like some moments i just need to like experience it not yeah but that's i'm butchering the yeah the no, dialogue yeah. but but um that really stuck out to me mm-hmm. and so i stopped taking pictures of things really <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um what I, I use this app called one second every day mm-hmm. um where at some point during the day i'll take a video of something and it's trimmed down to a second mm-hmm. and what i like about it is that when i go back watching that video brings up the memory for me mm. um enough for me to not need to like take a thousand pictures of something to be able to remember it because i'm like i want to train my brain to like not need a photo yeah. to remember something yeah yeah but yeah like and and again like i know a lot of people who use be real and i'm not like my my feelings about this have no uh, in, like they they don't mean that I have like I, I view those people any less like Kate uses be real and and like I, I I think that's okay I just like for myself I like knowing that like that's what I'm doing is like 
in in the middle of maybe maybe you're in the middle of like spending time with friends and then you like get a buzz on your phone and then you take a picture like yeah to me that's not being in the moment do you guys i know some of the answers but do you guys have like notifications on on your phone like do you have your ringer on do you have not vibrate on vibrate yeah i've turned off all the notifications on my phone i use spoke apple has this like focus mode Mm -hmm. feature um so I have like a personal books mode, a work books mode, and a ministry books mode. Mm. Um, personal is the one that I have on most of the time, and I have like a few select people who can text me, like my wife and a few like close friends. Yeah. Um, I don't actually text you on. My phone. No, I just, we just text yeah. every message. Yeah, we should... Joe, you're in my you're in my personal folks mode. <laughs> oh, I should get your contact. We've been doing a podcast for a year. <laughs> um, but uh, I have no notifications on. Mm-hmm. In, in an attempt to and I'm gonna be honest like not always successful right but in an attempt to only use my phone when I want to use it not mm-hmm. when I feel compelled to yeah and that's 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 another thing Instagram is sneaky with that if you have notifications on for Instagram and it notices that you haven't been on for a day oh yeah it'll terrible. send you notifications being like hey this, this person posted Snapchat Snapchat's like that too I, I have it I have it for a volleyball group chat that's the, like the only thing i use it for all the time like this person posted on their story oh, this person yeah. posted on their, this person posted for the first time in a while and i'm just like i don't care <laughs> right yeah this is not a notification like anyone would want to have <laughs> unless yeah. like, there's sometimes you you're like you maybe you have a crush on someone and you're like i want to know when they're right. posting and like that's, that's kind of creepy and that's a thing <laughs> it's kind of creepy but it's also like a thing you can set up yourself like on yeah. Instagram I know you can put on post notifications YouTube you can put on post notifications because you want to know yeah. when the people you really want to know about put it stuff. this is about people I haven't seen in years and they're like this person put, a, put up a storm I didn't want to know that I didn't ask to know that <laughs> yeah I'd be like getting a text message being like Nick from your second grade language arts class is playing tennis in Hawaii. Yeah, okay. it's just no. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I think like social media has is, is very tricky with that, and they rope you in. It's about your attention, as we said. Yeah, a lot of hot takes on this uh, this episode. Social media is bad. <laughs> I don't know how much of a hot take that is. I feel no, like it's starting to become really trendy. I think it's a very. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I hope to see the, the decline of social media. I think we will. Yeah, I, I think yeah, we will. Really like like one thing I learned about in school, it talks about like the product life cycle. Mm-hmm. Is like when something is introduced and then it takes like a lot of innovation to make it successful, mm-hmm. and then it kind of peaks at this point where you want to just keep it steady, right. and it's at like its absolute peak of usage, and it declines. And like this happens with everything. Right. Well, somebody... Facebook is like. Facebook use, I'm pretty sure, is in decline. Like yeah. we've seen social media platforms like fail over time. And Somebody pointed out that like that. all of the social media apps now are starting to look like each other. Yes. Yes. And I, and to me, that's a sign of like, so do they just have nothing, nothing new to yeah. add? Yeah. Because they, it's all a matter of like, okay, TikTok introduces this like video thing. They all Instagram them. Reels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Snapchat Facebook Reels. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook reels. yeah. Snapchat Stories. Now every single like WhatsApp has stories. Yeah. WhatsApp has stories? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Facebook has stories but too. That and someone was saying like uh, they have to advertise to you now. Yeah. They have to advertise about social media platforms. They what? didn't have to do that before. Oh man. They didn't have to call you to come onto it because you had to be on it. 
Yeah. And I think now that there is some resistance, they're like, no, 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 come back. <laughs> That's, it's, so, like, and maybe this, maybe, I don't know if anybody on this, this who listens to this podcast is old enough to remember this, but I don't know what a world without social media is really like. Not really. I was alive in a world without social media. Right. I vaguely remember, like, in, in primary school. Super vaguely. Yeah. And I, that... Yeah, primary school. Yeah. What is that gonna like? What is that gonna be like? I genuinely have no As idea. As an adult, I have no idea. Yeah, that's sad. Know. Yeah, it is. It that's is sad. sad. And I don't know what it would be like to live in a world that that didn't have it. And I just wonder like what that could look like and how we could innovate in a better direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a, I have professors who are like I've been teaching for thirty years. Your life is unrec would be unrecognizable to a student twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like someone who is currently in their 40s. Yeah. Their life as a student and our lives as students, so different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's insane. Like, genuinely, the world has changed. Like, you know, they're like, haha, they thought we'd have flying cars by 2020, but we just have, like, Instagram. Teslas <laughs> that crash into each other all the time. <laughs> but it's like, genuinely, life is unrecognizable. And it's like, yeah, buildings look the same. They're buildings. Like, you can't change a house that much. Yeah. But, like, our yeah. practices, very different. Yeah. I, I, I think that the next time that we have a podcast recording, the, the topic that I want to talk about, and I'm going to mention it briefly here, but the topic I want to talk about, um, Dallas Willard, who is a, a theologian, Oh my goodness, a theologian. theologian. Um, <clears throat> you also said Brava do earlier today. Did and... I? Brava. Yeah. <laughs> Brava. That was like two episodes ago. Brava do. Dallas Wood, who's a theologian, um, was asked, What is the greatest threat to the spiritual life in our day today? Mm-hmm. And he thought about it for a really long time. And he said, How long? I don't know. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> a long enough time that it was probably awkward for the other person. Thought about it for a long time, and he said, "Hurry, hurry is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life in our day." Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's a lot to that to unpack. Yeah. But if you think about it, like, what does sin do? Sin cuts you off from a relationship with God and relationship with other people. Hurry does the exact same thing. Mm. Um, Corey Ten Boom, who's a, she's a famous. Um, mm like a Holocaust camp survivor has a really beautiful story. Concentration camp survivor. She has a really beautiful story, but one of her famous lines is she said, um, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Mm. Um, and I just feel like in our, we're like super psycho, crazy technology driven, yeah. innovation driven, progressive driven world. We have lost the ability to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I think about, like, my prayer life, too, just, like, how easy it is for me to just say, oh, I'm busy this morning. I'll pray later, and then I'll, yeah. I'll just end up not praying. I literally did it this morning. It, I, so did <laughs> I. So did I. Yeah, and, like, yep. like, it's, <laughs> it, like, we are just so incredibly busy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oftentimes, I, I actually think that we're not actually that no. busy. No. Yeah. We just are hurrying everywhere yes. constantly. Yeah. An interesting conversation. <clears throat> very, very rich. Um, I made a lot of segue. money from this. <laughs> What's that? I, I said rich and I said I made a lot of money from this. 
Oh, monetize. <laughs> so we're starting a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, message us on Instagram if you would. Don't. Instagram is from the devil. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Send us a carrier pigeon. Yeah. Yes. Um, you they can, know where to find us. <laughs> you can also write us a letter. <laughs> yeah. uh, at our P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke signals. <laughs> Anyways, um, contact us. Uh, what are they contacting us about? <laughs> if you'd be interested in a monetary funding of the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the trophy husbands, um, because you know we are not the bread um, earners. What are you saying? <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Alright, we've ended up talking about Patreon a lot this episode. Three whole times. Um, yeah. Alright, so we'll segue now into our segments. Alright, I can go first. I haven't gone first yet in a while. Um, my recommendation for you, if you want to hear about technology taking over our lives... Oh, hang on. Someone come downstairs. Maybe not. So, my segment, if you want to hear about technology taking over our lives, OK Computer by Radiohead. Yes. It is, it's not my favorite Radiohead album, but it is an impressive, it's an impressive piece of work. I cannot lie. Mm. Um, many musical styles all jumbled up together, and it works reasonably well, I would say. Um, but, yeah, just big, big time themes of, like, a technological dystopia. Mm. And, uh... Yeah, it's intense, it's a lot, but it's pretty good, and it's about on-brand as I can possibly get. So yeah, OK Computer. Plus it's a classic. Like, that's a classic album. Mm. You know, you hear about that one. So give it a listen. Okay, nice. Um, my, uh, my segment this week is about the good old British Bulldog of the <laughs> British Isles, Winston Churchill. Um, he was Prime Minister of UK. During World War One and Two, uh, they brought him back the second round because he was a great leader. <laughs> yes. uh, honestly, probably one of my favorite world leaders. Um, but he is known for chain smoking cigars. Like every, nearly every picture of him, he has a cigar in either in his hand or in his mouth. He's like he's known for smoking cigars, and it's mm-hmm. said. That he 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 definitely smoked between five and ten a day cigars, oh not cigarettes. Five to ten c- cigars a day, sometimes up to fifteen cigars. Nice, like that's and he didn't die of mouth cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. But it's like yeah. having a constant campfire in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, okay, so I'm going to change gears a little bit. I'm going for a podcast this time. This is Ooh. from um, Restore the Glory podcast has been just changing my life. Um, I feel like I have to like listen to an episode and pray about it for a week and then come back to the next one because it's just so <laughs> dense. But they have a great episode called um, Anatomy of a Wound, Part 1. Um, and they just talk about like what wounds are. So they, their anatomy of it is, um, if you imagine three concentric circles, in the middle is the wound or the experience of unlove then the wound leads to beliefs which then lead to vows so like i was hurt in this way so that leads me to believe this thing about the world which then leads me to make a decision about how i'm going to live or not live my life Mm. um anyway i just think it's really beautiful and i've been kind of analyzing my whole life 
through it recently just like oh this thing that i've just noticed happening like what's the vow and the lie and the wound that is at the center of that and um yeah i think it's i think it's great wow i'm gonna look that one up right yeah me too i'm fascinated by like my own experience of wounds yeah. and just like what it's it's caused in my life and i and i and i'm fascinated in getting healing yeah from my wounds not just and it's sitting what we talked about in our last episode or, or in one of our previous episodes like salvation and healing in mm-hmm. the greek are the same word mm-hmm. right yeah so like if you want to overcome sin find the wound in your life that is um that has led you to to act out in that way right and then see healing from it. Yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Nice. Well, trophy's husband. Trophy's husband. Um, it's this awkward. Is, this is embarrassing. Like this is the the one day that we're recording in person. That yeah. We have <laughs> a lack. <laughs> we, really, we really should have thought about these. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. The last person to have eaten lasagna. Oh, James is gonna win this for sure. No, I we've uh, we ate lasagna at uh, like a, three weeks ago. Oh, that's true. It's end been, of August. Yeah, it's been months since I've eaten lasagna. Okay, this is terrible. I I, I need to remedy this immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we gotta split this somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. I think you guys should just share it. Marker scissors? Alright. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Paper scissors. <laughs> oh, oh. There you go. Champion. Champion. Joe Denham. Trophy assessment of the week. King of lasagna. And rock, paper, scissors. Yes. Yes. Alright. Well, that's all from the boys in beards. Uh, we're <laughs> hopping back up <laughs> on the trophy case. <laughs> Trophy Husbands is hosted and executive produced by Samuel Wynn, James Pereira, and Joseph Dunham. Sound and editing is done by Samuel Wynn. Theme song provided by Jake Duval, found on Instagram at thegroovysmoothie. All characters and events depicted in this work are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.